Welcome to the Facilitating Extraordinary podcast. I'm your host, Travis, and today I am joined by Dr. Tricia Hearn, and the topic we're going to discuss is physician leadership. Tricia, welcome to the show. Travis, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be invited to your podcast. Yeah, we're so glad um, to have you. I know Jan and Tammy were both excited that you and I were going to be talking about such an important topic today on physician leadership. And, you know, Dr. Hearn, you and I go way back. I, I remember um, we used to connect daily. So um, yes. it's just a gift to have you back um, and connect with you um, today. So um, I know a lot about you, but for the listeners of this um, podcast, why don't you tell, tell them a little bit about your background and who you are, and um, then we'll jump into some good questions here. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, Travis. So my background, I'm a family physician, and um, I spent much of my career in residency education and a little bit of medical student education, training family physicians, and um, had various administrative leadership roles in that medical education world. Uh, and then about three or four years ago, our health network that I uh, and with, and we worked together uh, in the past, they asked me to help build a physician leadership academy. I was really honored to be asked, and it was an important initiative that our network was looking to build uh, because it, we really had a need to engage our physician leaders in the network, and often physicians want to learn from other physicians, and so I had the opportunity to build a physician leadership academy, work on physician leadership development, and also have spent some time doing improvement, learning, and development for our network as well. Yeah, you've done some incredible work around that physician leadership academy, and I've got a couple questions for you around that later, but it, you know, when you did your intro, it did remind me of some of our early days at the residency where you were leading that group, and we were working on some of the patient-centered medical home mm -hmm. stuff. I think that's when our paths first crossed um, and who knows, who knew at the time that we would be here today um, reflecting on all the great work that you've been doing around uh, physician leadership. Um, and it, there's a lot of it for sure. So again, thanks for being on the show. So why, you know, here's an, you know, a question you probably get a lot, but why is physician leadership so important and, and probably even more so right now? Yeah. I think it, it, it's a it's a big question, but I think it's really important. Healthcare is such a complex industry, such a complex field, and you know I often say that that we're tr healthcare is trying to transform itself. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to do healthcare differently, provide better access to patients, to do things in a more standard approach, uh, reduce costs. Um, provide better quality, all these external forces that are really impacting healthcare very broadly. And one of the challenges that a lot of health systems and networks will describe is that, you know, they may, they may have a lot of ideas and thoughts and uh, plans that they want to implement around how to do things differently and uh, transform and, and build cleaner and better processes for patients and, and for the employees and caregivers. Um, 
But because physicians really understand the what's the transactions and the business of medicine and what happens to day-to-day to patients, and we need physician leaders to be engaged in the process of how we transform. And they're such a key stakeholder. And often if physicians really don't want to be a part of a transformation or, or move with a change that needs to happen, uh, good or bad, I think physicians can sometimes stop in its tracks too, stop those, you know, those transformations in their tracks. And so engaging physicians, engaging those um, clinicians in the work and helping them lead through the work is very important to help uh, move healthcare in the direction that we need to, to move it. Um, so the time is so ripe for physicians to be engaged in this physician leadership work. Yeah, you, I jotted down a couple words that jumped out at me when you were um, responding to that. One, um, there's no question healthcare is being disrupted, um, mm-hmm. and it, you can't argue with the transformation that's happening and continues to happen in that space. And you also mentioned that you have to lead through this work, and it it reminded me of a question of, you know, if I'm a if I'm interested in going into medicine and I engage and enroll in a medical school, um, is there anything that med schools are doing now or, um, you know, maybe thinking about doing around physician leadership training? And and maybe Mm -hmm. you can even, you know, shine a light on what, what that's looked like in the past. Do they get any kind of development around leadership in medical school? Yeah, I can, I can share for myself, someone who trained, you know, in medical school and residency more than 20 years ago, it was a very limited part of our education, uh, if, if it was present at all. Um, you know, we were just starting at that point to get professionalism training and, and communication training, but thinking about your role as a leader, that, that was not present. I do think as um, medical schools have evolved, there is um, much more of an emphasis on team-based care and collaborative care across disciplines. And the physician uh, often is seen as the leader of that that multidisciplinary team or in like the patient-centered medical home type model that we discussed. It's a a team-based environment, but the physician, because of their training and experience and education uh, are often seen as the, the, the leader of those teams. And so little by little, I do think medical schools are, are introducing more concepts around it, but I, I still feel that it's fairly light compared to what, what the needs are. And, um, and I, I will say that in my estimation, and when I talk to medical students and residents and even early physicians in their career, I, I really believe that every physician needs to see themselves as a leader, leader whether or not they hold a formal medical director title or not, by nature of the profession that you have chosen and the training that you have, people will look at you and and see what you're doing and how you behave and the the words you use, all those things impact the teams around you. And so regardless of of title and medical director positions, um, every every physician really does need leadership training because of the impact they can have on a culture and a team and and a healthcare environment. Yeah, I vividly remember seeing you talk to residents and saying almost verbatim that same statement that mm-hmm. you all are leaders and you have to start envisioning yourself as leaders. 
Is there anything else that you give new physicians that are, you know, interested in maybe pursuing a leadership role besides, you know, that, that kind of vision of you have to, you have to start seeing yourself as a leader. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you're in the healthcare space, that is such a true statement that, um, you know, that physician stakeholder group um, is, is so vital. You know, it's even silly to say that out loud, but um, they play such a key role and um, strong physician leaders can make such an impact and, mm-hmm. and a difference. So is there anything else that you give to new physicians that are interested in pursuing leadership roles? Or maybe yeah, a- I think, you know, I, I think that there's often a, a, a group of f- folks out there who really have that passion or drive to help improve the system, right? As physicians, we see one patient at a time, one encounter, and we make a difference in individual lo- individual patient lives every single day. And it's very meaningful work. But the physicians who strive to consider a physician leadership role often have that that yearning inside to make a difference in the system and to make things run smoother and to make the patient experience better and make the experience for their fellow clinicians better. And I think just understanding if that's a driver for you will make you more um, kind of just You'll enjoy you'll enjoy a physician leadership role much more. Um, find it much more gratifying if you have that drive inside of you. Um, and then I think you know that the advice is to try different things, right? To be a part of a committee, to start small, to be a part. There's there's always things in a health system or a health network where um, physician input is desired, highly desired. In fact, people are clamoring to have the input of a physician on certain committees or on. on in certain improvement groups. And so just getting out there and trying some things and, and experimenting with participation in, in projects and committees and, and initiatives in your health system. And, and then finding a mentor, you know, find someone who you trust and who is in a leadership role and sit down and have coffee with them and talk to them about it. Um, because not it, physician leadership roles aren't for everyone. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, the best clinicians the best physicians that are out there in terms of reputation and to how well they take care of their patients, how good they are as clinicians, sometimes they get tapped to be the physician leaders because of their skills. You should be the medical director of this. You should be the medical director of that. But they may not have that internal desire to, to do that leadership work. And so I think it really is some, there's some self-awareness work that needs to happen to say, is this meant for me? Am I, am I perfectly content staying in the clinician um, world, um, but, or do I want to devote a portion of my time to trying to make the system better and understanding about yourself, um, if that's, if that's gratifying and, and, uh, and will make meaning for you. Yeah, that's, those are really great tips and great advice. And, you know, I think some of that advice is even universal to leadership in general, Mm -hmm. right? The Mm -hmm. idea of trying to, you know, and get engaged in some of this committee work, this improvement work, and, you know, I've worked on um, several improvement-related projects where we've had new physicians that have just caught fire mm-hmm. um, and love this type of the improvement sciences work. And you can just see that there's this eagerness and hunger, like you said, um, that they want more and they can see themselves, you know, in more of a leadership role. So I think that's all great advice. I think, you know, reflecting back on the medical school question, we talked about you know, you're seeing the medical schools do a, do more in this leadership space now. 
what are you seeing from a healthcare systems perspective in regards mm-hmm. to helping to develop physician leaders? Um, is there trends there? Are you seeing some things move in that space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly over the past you know three or four years where I've been most heavily engaged in this work, um, there, there's, a, there's several models out there, right? There's, there's different uh, models where you, and health system may sort of uh, outsource the leadership training and, and engage with the national uh, organization that has expertise in providing leadership training to physicians. There's organizations out there like the American Academy of Physician Leadership, and that's not the only one, but there, there's resources out there. Uh, but I do think uh, there's also the approach and the approach we t- took in the health system I'm a part of to develop leadership training that's sort of customized from the inside of the organization. And the, I, the benefit of that approach is that sometimes you can really tailor your training to, to where your physician leader group is as a, as a cohort, you know, how, where are they on the learning curve in terms of developing their leadership skills as a group? And you can also build culture that way. So you can use the leadership training to try to help set the culture around how you want your medical directors to function, the skills, the competencies you want them to have. And I think there's some advantages to doing it that way. So, and honestly, it's probably both, right? You want physicians to get exposed to national organizations and other resources so they can network with other, you know, other leaders across systems and learn from other folks. But I do think there's a real benefit to some internal uh, learning as a shared experience to create culture and to build camaraderie around, among your medical directors. Yeah, and I, I've had the privilege, Tricia, to see your program in action and um, you know, I, I still think it's probably one of the best in class physician leadership development programs that that I've seen. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit more, you know, you know, you stated it's probably a combination of of both kind of developing something internal and, and leveraging external, but how have you a- approached the internal program that you've developed that continues to be- get extremely high ratings from physicians that go through mm-hmm. it? Um, it's been such a huge driver for um, physician development within your organization, maybe talk about some of the approaches that you're using to, to get them engaged in the curriculum that you use. What, what mm-hmm. other insights can you share there? Yeah, I'd be happy to, to share some of that journey. We've certainly learned a lot of lessons along the way. And uh, I will say that early on in this journey, we spent a lot of time being very intentional about how we did our physician leadership training. We didn't jump to a solution. We, um, we, we spent some time landscape, looking at the landscape nationally, looking at other health systems, and talking to our internal stakeholders before we, we went forward with our plan. And ultimately, what we decided is, well, first of all, someone made the decision ahead of me that physician leaders really want to learn from a physician. And so having myself in the role, but you know, what, what really helps is having a physician that um, folks know and have a relationship with teaching that you, you know, presenting and providing content and the, the 
the scaffolding around how this leadership development occurs, I think really helps because some health systems can, and I think even our health system had done in the past, uh, delegate leadership training to, let's say, your HR or talent department or learning uh, group. But if it, it may feel to a physician learner that, man, this doesn't quite resonate because they don't understand the world that I live in as a physician. So I think one key success factor is having physician uh, leading the academy that we built, but also every session that we teach in our leadership academy, we, co we have a physician co-lead it. We do not just um, you know, put someone in, up teaching it. We try to provide that physician leader context to any content that we share so that people in the Leadership Academy find it accessible and feel that it can be translated to their day-to-day -day work. Because physician leaders have the challenge of many of them are you know, 0.8 in their clinic, clinical job and then just 20% of their time is devoted to this medical director world. And so how do they become an effective leader with this tiny little sliver carved out and how do they balance that? And they wanna hear from physicians in terms of making that um, applicable and, and, in a, and digestible in a way they can um, apply. Um, so that's one element. The other element is that physicians want things to be delivered in fairly short snippets, uh, meaning an eight-hour class is really hard for a physician to sit through. I think it's hard for anyone, but when they have competing clinical demands, that can be a challenge. So what we did is we came up with uh, short sessions, two hours in length, uh, that occur in the evening, provide dinner, create that collegiality, and, uh, and, and I think that was a huge success factor because if you ask them for more time than they really truly can give, um, it will be seen as a burden and, and more than they, you know, more than, the, and, and you can't always digest everything that's provided when, in those full day sessions. And so we started small and I think that was part of our success in terms of delivering content um, in a two hour increment once a month. Now we, we have homework and we have readings and we have different things that they're engaged in in between, but we, we wanted to make it uh, a bite-sized portion that they could truly successfully um, digest. And then the other piece that we did is we, we broke the content into, uh, into big buckets, you know, overarching buckets. The first being leading from self, understanding the self-awareness work of leadership, which is really key, particularly for physicians um, to do at the, you know, at the beginning of their leadership journey. Uh, then we move into content around leading others and leading teams and how that dynamic works. And then toward the end of the academy, we, we sort of jump up to the system and macro level of improvement, systems thinking, um, the future of healthcare and healthcare finance and, and con content around those topics. So we've, we've brought them through a natural progression of those three topics. And I think that provides a nice clear scaffolding for the physician leaders to kind of understand the journey that they're being brought through uh, together as a cohort. Yeah, so, so I've captured and make sure that I've got these. So, you know, physicians leading and co-leading the program has been a success factor. Mm -hmm. You know, shorter sessions with dinner, um, creating that um, kind of collegiate, you know, that small environment for them to connect and, and build relationships and then Correct. 
um, you know, the, the content, which, which I love, is structured by leading self, leading teams and others, and then leading systems. And that um, systems perspective um, mm-hmm. is, is just extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, gro- that, that's all great. And it, it reminds me of that leading systems. This is the one that I was most closely engaged in. And I think it's still a really big question for those um, that are in the performance excellence space in the performance improvement field is, you know, how do you effectively engage physicians in process improvement related work? Mm-hmm. And I know you all dive deep into that topic in that, you know, one bucket around leading, you know, system and systems thinking. So, you know, what is the general advice you would give to a practitioner of the improvement sciences that are trying to get physicians engaged in this, in this improvement mm-hmm. work? Yeah, so I, uh, from my perspective, um, physicians, physician leaders really need a basic understanding of improvement work, but it, it does need to be fairly simple. They are not, um, 99% of them are not going to be black belts or green belts even. And, um, and so a simple framework for understanding improvement work and the methodology that you, your, your health system uses is, is helpful, right? They just, you, they, you want them to understand it philosophically. What's the journey that, that they're going to go through? So that, that's, that's very helpful to them because physicians want to understand what is the process? How, how does it work? They, they crave that type of information. So simplifying the improvement uh, learning process for them and helping them just gather the approach from a high level is important. I think then as you start to engage them in the work, um, one thing that I think is so key is first, they do need to be brought in early. If any of, you know, a physician touches almost, not every, but close to uh, very many of the workflows that happen in a health system and, or they have perspective around it. And so engaging them early on as a part of a, you know, stakeholder uh, analysis or you know focus group early on in a project is really key and then bringing them in as appropriate you know physicians don't need to be at every single meeting they may need to be invited for a portion of a meeting and then head back someone may need to call them and do a a quick uh, 30 minute call with them in between a meeting in order to move the work forward if they can't attend something so just understanding how valuable physicians time everybody's time is valuable but obviously physicians are trying to to also meet a lot of clinical expectations and patient care needs in their in their roles and and but they are a key stakeholder and so early and often but short amounts and helping them understand that that framework of of how that journey of improvement is is happening and so they understand what to expect as, as they go through the improvement journey with you yeah, that, that is great advice. And, you know, I, I think if we had more time, um, Dr. Hearn, we could talk about how these things go wrong when physicians are, you know, effectively engaged in processes. And, um, you know, I think that you chalk those things up as learning, but, you know, your advice there um, of, you know, orienting them to the framework and then engaging them when they're, you know, they're most needed and early. I, I think that's sound advice for anyone that's practicing in mm-hmm. uh, the healthcare space around the improvement sciences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So I've got, if you've got time, I've got one more question for you. And I, I, I'm, I'm interested in your response. I've got a guess on this one. Okay. And I'm not, I'm going to keep it to myself. So, you know, we've been talking about physician leadership and there's no question that you're a role model physician leader. But who do you think about when you think about the most influential physician leader that, that you've had in your life? And what are some of those leadership attributes and maybe behaviors that you admire about them that you try to emulate you know, mm -hmm. in your life? Yeah, I, you know, as you asked me that question, Travis, I, I can think of a lot of different people who've impacted me um, over the course of my career and different leaders where I've admired what they do and I, I take a little gem of what I see and, and try to incorporate it as best I can. Um, but I think you, you and I are probably thinking along the same lines. I mean, I was very fortunate when I started to build this Physician Leadership Academy to get uh, connected with Val, Dr. Val Olstead, a cardiologist by background who does uh, leadership training and development for physicians all over the country. And she's been a, a key part of our Physician Leadership Academy. And uh, I think she's taught me so many things about um, leadership, uh, developing others, uh, just some very important concepts about leadership. Uh, you know, uh, we don't have time to go into adaptive leadership and all the different, you know, how you lead the change and, and how you think about that and how you help people move through change. Um, so many things that I've learned from her. So I, I feel blessed that when I came into this space of really delving into physician leadership development more fully. I mean, I always was doing a little of that as a residency faculty and program director, but once I came into this role, she, um, she and I, our, our paths crossed, we were able to work together and, and she's really made a huge impact on me as a physician leader. And I know on all the physician leaders in our organization that have been fortunate enough to learn from her. Um, but there's been many others, you know, many, many people that have come to mind that that have made an impact on me. And I think that's the, the great thing about leadership is there's no one right way to do it. You wanna be authentic to yourself. You don't wanna become somebody else. You wanna be true to who you are, but also you know, really hone those skills that are proven um, tactics and, and competencies that can make someone a great leader and a, a authentic and courageous leader in a, in a time of uh, a lot tumultuous time in healthcare where a lot of changes are happening. Yeah, Tricia, thanks for that. And, you know, I just jotted this idea down. We don't have to act on it, but we could do another podcast episode and we can just label it what we've learned from Val. And maybe, it, <laughs> maybe it would be like a mini series because, um, you know, that's who I was thinking of. And, um, you know, the, I've got a laundry list of things that I've learned from Val mm -hmm. over the years, and she's just an incredible leader. And I think your statements around, uh, you know, finding your authentic self and um, leading from that spot, you know, trying to take pieces and parts of your leadership journey and, you know, fine tune those is just sound advice for anyone um, that's pursuing mm -hmm. leadership. So thanks again for that insights. And um, more importantly, Tricia, thank you so much for being on, on the show. I think a lot of people are gonna find a lot of what you shared extremely valuable and insightful. 
because I think, you know, this position leadership um, and, and leadership academy and how we develop physician leaders is only going to continue to grow in importance. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to continue to kind of grapple with how best to do that. And I do think you continue to have a leading practice. And um, I just thank you again for sharing some of your insights and, and thoughts with, with us today. It's um, always a pleasure to reconnect with you. Um, and who knows, maybe we can get you to come back and um, dive deeper in some of the components mm-hmm. of your great Physician Leadership Academy. Well, thank you, Travis, for this opportunity. It's a real privilege and honor to be invited to, to have this conversation. I, I, I love getting to, to speak about it, and especially with someone like you who's so invested in helping um, health systems transform and improve and, and, and do, you know, how do we do things better so that our patients can get better care. And I think all this work connects very closely together. So thanks for your leadership and this invitation. All right. Thanks, Tricia. We're going to call this episode a wrap. Thanks again. Thank you.